Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello, thanks for joining me again. Good to have you along. I'm really looking forward to today's chat with Evan Sohn. Evan is the Chairman and Chief Executive Officer of Recruiter.com, which is an on-demand recruiting platform that combines AI and video job matching technology with the world's largest network of small and independent recruiters. So it's a a fascinating business he's built up and he's got a fascinating story as well. So Evan, thank you very much for joining me today. Oh, thanks, Ben, for having me on your show. Good to have you. Whereabouts are you based at the moment? Oh, thank you so much. Um, I'm based right right outside of New York City in a town called Tenafly, New Jersey. Excellent. Well, Evan, do you want to start things off by giving us a bit of your background? Because you've got an amazing history. So I don't know how you're going to summarize that in just a a few minutes, but I I know people would love to know about your background and what led you up to your current role at Recruiter.com. Sure. Um, And I'll keep it brief. And again, Ben, thanks so much for having me on your show. Um, I started my first company in uh, 1989, I was all of 21 years old, coming out of NYU Business School uh, in mobile computing. Uh, so anyone who is uh, remembers what the 90s looked like in mobile, it has nothing, does, bears no resemblance to what we're doing today in mobile. Very, very early stage mobile computing. Um, grew that company over a period of a decade uh, in areas like uh, wireless communication, Salesforce automation, uh, financial services, et cetera. Uh, we actually got acquired by Dun & Bradstreet in 1998. Uh, shortly thereafter, I got uh, picked up to go to a, a venture-backed company, um, was their chief, uh, chief sales and marketing officer there, grew that company over a couple of years, got acquired. I was in the messaging security space, uh, grew that. We were acquired, which what became uh, then acquired by Symantec, um, then went to a mobile company, which got acquired by Verifone, uh, spent a bunch of years learning the payment space, left Verifone for a company called Point, P-O-Y-N-T, uh, out in Silicon Valley, uh, grew that company over a couple of years. Uh, that company got acquired by GoDaddy uh, probably about um, six, seven, could be nine months ago. Um, so I've really had this very nice, uh, uh, proud uh, and honored to be part of some really great organizations, working with great people, helping companies grow uh, adjust to changing worlds, reinventing industries like smart terminals and different industries. Um, and in parallel, I, uh, I've been involved in uh, pediatric cancer. Uh, so I had a brother who passed away in 1993 from cancer. Mm-hmm. He was a Wall Street trader. Uh, and then his boss and friends uh, and I started a foundation in his memory, uh, of which the, the big event is, a, is an annual conference. It's a hedge fund conference, an idea conference. Uh, and that really spread. We've been doing that since 1995, really spread around the world. Um, we now do these in 11 different cities, and this is all pre-COVID, um, but raised about 95 million for pediatric cancer. So I I've always had that. these sort of, mm. oh, thank you. Always had these two. We, we actually have one in uh, uh, in uh, Sydney, Australia also. Oh, great. Uh, I was supposed to be there this year, this October, and uh, uh, I think Tasmania is there is the anniversary. Yeah. So we're going to have the conference in Tasmania. I think they postponed it. Um, uh, at least for, for a year. And uh, so to make a long story slightly longer, um, <laughs> I got involved with Recruiter.com about two years ago, two and a half years ago, uh, really wanted to get involved 
uh, with a small company, small cap company, and really help them grow. Um, when I came across uh, a company called Recruiter.com, I'm like, gee, you have a billion dollar company, just no one knows about it yet. <laughs> um, and I, I love the whole expert network model of capitalizing on a community, I really leveraging that community to do lots of interesting things. Uh, and I really saw the opportunity to really reinvent the way that talent is acquired. Um, so if you look at the history of talent acquisition, uh, it's it's followed a very similar path. You either did it yourself by posting up through a job board, it used to be the New York Times or some classified ad, and now it's been replaced by job boards like ZipRecruiter, Indeed, and LinkedIn, yeah. or you would hire a headhunter to do it yourself. Um, and either way, those were really the two processes. And, and the process was post the job, collect resumes, uh, you know, screen the resumes, engage the people, um, uh, sorry, uh, collect resumes, engage the candidates, uh, screen them, interview them, hire them. And that process, that was the process uh, throughout, uh, really, uh, that, that is the hiring process. And I really saw the opportunity first to really reinvent the way we acquire talent by helping companies of all sizes really own talent acquisition abilities through a network of freelance uh, recruiters. Think of it as like Uber for talent acquisition. Mm -hmm. uh, and then just like you would give an Uber driver or a GPS to make sure they get to their destination, we have some incredible artificial intelligence software that really helps build pipelines and engage candidates uh, and pipelines to really support our, our, our talent acquisition professionals, whether they're uh, the in-house ones that work at our clients or the recruiters themselves on our platform. Got it. So how would an employer use recruiter.com, both the platform itself, so the AI and the, the, the job matching te technology, but combine that with an independent recruiter? How does it all tie together? Yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's a great question. Um, and, you know, people come to us of all sizes to find talent and either look at either they want recruiters or they want pipeline or they want both. And that's really the conversation that we have with our clients. So if it's, uh, you know, our ideal customer profile really is either the sophisticated company that sort of knows what they need. Gee, we're, we need to make a hundred hires in the next six months. Uh, we only have four in-house recruiters. We need more. Uh, so here's what I need. I need three journalists and two technical and two sourcers. You know, I, I know exactly what I need and I need a constant flow of pipeline. Or it's a high growth company that just uh, raised some money and now they fill 20 in different areas, et cetera. And they, they really don't have an experience in moving that quickly in terms of talent acquisition. Um, so companies come to us and either they're posting a job for a specific recruiter that they're looking for uh, later on this month. Uh, so this is now early September. In September, we'll be launching a full-on job board. So companies can actually find a recruiter or a talent acquisition professional by posting a job on our site uh, and hiring them directly like a regular job board. Uh, or uh, you could engage uh, one of our client to delivery specialists in figuring out what you need. Uh, do you need pipeline? Do you need talent acquisition professionals, uh, et cetera? We have now over 350 clients. So we're, we're serving lots and lots of companies, ranging from companies that are just posting a job on what they want on one of our niche job boards to very large enterprises engaging lots and lots and lots of on-demand recruiters and everything in between. Fantastic. And is it uh, subscription-based or project-based? How does it work? Um, 
So the uh, it is a combination, right? So our software is all software uh, subscriptions. Uh-huh. So uh, it's a thousand dollars a month uh, for per job, per location. If you need someone to click the buttons for you, we provide that service also for another thousand dollars. If you need engagement, it's another thousand. So it really depends on the actual and how many emails you want. If you only want to send out, that's limited to like fifty emails a day. If you're doing longer or a wider area, it can obviously increase significantly uh, from there. And really look at it on a project by project basis. Um, on the recruiting side, you know, think of a recruiter as a uh, as an accountant or uh, a doctor. You're paying them for their time, and probably more like an accountant. You have an hourly rate. Uh, and that rate for that recruiter depends on their skill set, their experience level, location, et cetera. So we have recruiters that are getting on average either 25, you know, between $25 an hour and $120 an hour. And that's obviously done on a either part-time monthly basis or a monthly basis. Uh, and we keep around 20 to 25% of that fee, passing the rest over to the recruiter. So just like Uber, you would engage whatever driver you want, in this case, whatever uh, recruiter you want, it probably looks a little bit more like Upwork or Fiverr. Right. I need a freelance recruiter to do different things for me. And I'll be paying that person on an hourly basis through the platform. Uh, I was just going to ask, is it fitting into the gig economy? So it sounds like that is yeah. the case. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what's 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 really incredible is that, you know, the recruiting industry is a hundred twenty billion dollar industry and completely unregulated. Everybody is a recruiter. Right. Everybody. There's no licensing. There's no, I'm a hereby certified licensed recruiter. I have to do continuing education. I have to re-up my licensing, et cetera, Um, which is both good and bad because it makes everyone a recruiter. Everyone could be a recruiter, uh, but it really creates a great opportunity uh, to leverage that skill set as part of the gig economy. You know, right now, the 35% of all adults in the U.S. have some sort of side hustle. That number for millennials is over 50%. So, you know, people are looking for ways to actually drive more revenue for themselves for a variety of reasons, whether it's because they're economically challenged or, hey, they're trying to just add more money to the overall monthly PL. And I, what we're able to do at recruiter.com is provide those assignments uh, for those recruiters, whether it's 10 hours a week, 40 hours a week, uh, at night only, et cetera. And we have lots of different opportunities for recruiters, independent recruiters to actually make money on a, on a project by project or hourly basis. That's brilliant. I love that. Yeah. I, I think the gig economy and the flexible work arrangements are only going to grow, especially with global pandemic. You've timed it well. I noticed that you recently acquired the Novo Group. It's a company that provides flexible talent acquisition. So can you tell us a bit about that acquisition and what was the point behind that? Yeah, sure. So uh, a few reasons, you know, it's the fifth acquisition that we've done in slightly over a year. Um, and what I told the board uh, and the company is I was looking for of the last year acquisitions that either did one of three things or a combination, uh, either talent, looking for good, good management, skilled individuals, smarter than me, uh, able to really conquer different areas of the business. Uh, number two, uh, technology. So uh, instead of uh, build it, make it, et cetera, uh, or buy it. And then the third really was an industry segment and clients that we could really leverage. Uh, and Novo really brought us two out of the three, uh, incredible, talented team, uh, as well as some really exciting clients, uh, completely distributed. Uh, they got about 26 clients in the life sciences, small manufacturing space, uh, great company, uh, nice margins, uh, really nice group of people. Haven't met anyone there I didn't like, uh, which is always uh, which is always exciting. That's a win. Um, 
And what it does for us is it really create gives for us a really great delivery vehicle. Uh, so when you're running a marketplace, uh, there's supply and demand. So our supply is just incredible, right? We are recruiter.com. We have thousands and thousands and thousands of recruiters. Uh, we focus a lot on demand. We generate demand through uh, marketing, uh, organically, uh, articles that we're writing, our salespeople, uh, advertising, et cetera. And then what goes in between is really delivery, is really how do we make sure that the right recruiters are getting assigned to the right projects and are delivering the right results and helping them along the way. You know, my feeling, Ben, is that when a client is spending $5,000 or more a month with you, they want to white glove it, right? No one wants it. Yeah. No one wants to do it themselves, spending that much money with you. Um, and so what we want to make sure is that our clients are really getting uh, the results that they're looking for. And at the end of the day here, that means that they're getting the candidate pipelines that they're looking for. Uh, and Novo is just incredibly experienced in driving a great process. And we want to really ensure that we can continue, continue to deliver uh, a great you know, top-notch process uh, to our clients, both large and small, as we scale. Uh, we have more clients today than we had uh, six months ago. Uh, you know, I think we reported now over 350 clients in various different ranges, large, mm -hmm. small, medium, and really just ensuring that we can continue to deliver great results for them. And that was really the uh, the impetus for the acquisition of Novo. Um, great margins, and they really model. They really followed our model. You know, at the end of the day, here they got about 12 people in their company, uh, and everyone else uh, was really uh, an outsourced recruiter, 1099s, freelance recruiters, et cetera. So they were doing lots and lots of different uh, services across their clients, recruiting on demand, et cetera. Uh, and that really is our biggest growth area. And, and again, I, I know we're a little bit more about tech, but if you look at our, our numbers, we are, our recruiting on demand revenue grew from Q1 to Q2, which we just recently reported, 88% uh, growth. Wow. That's a tremendous growth, tr just tremendous. You yeah. know, the overall business grew 38%, quarter over quarter sequential, but our on-demand business, recruiting on-demand grew 88%. So we certainly have growing demand and we want to make sure we're going to continue to deliver great results. And that was really the impetus for that uh, acquisition. That's fantastic. Wow. And 88%, that's very impressive indeed. Can I take you back to when you first turned up at recruiter.com uh, and you said it was a it was a billion dollar company in waiting really that people just didn't know about. What did you do at that point? What did you look at? Who did you talk to? Uh, and what did you decide to drive the company forward to really expand and accelerate its growth? So recruiter.com historically really had two sides of the business. Uh, it was a, uh, like a destination for recruiters. It's got a monthly magazine, uh, we publish three articles a day. We have a giant LinkedIn group, 850,000 recruiters and HR professionals. So we sort of have this built-in marketing community. Uh, and it was really more of an ad media play, right? Companies were paying us to promote their wearers to our community. Sure. Uh, we also had uh, in, the, in the recruiting world, let's call it a split fee network, right? Which was a model that we've seen a few times in other companies. Hey, you have a job for a... You, you have a, you just found a job for a Java programmer. You're going to put on a platform and split the fee with a recruiter who can actually fill that role. Um, while that sounds really nice, uh, those are very challenging. And I, in my opinion, it really did not capitalize on the intrinsic value of the recruiter itself as a recruiter. Uh, it didn't really 
take a, take into account the growth of the freelance industry, the gig economy, and quite frankly, it it just didn't put value enough value on talent acquisition. And when I saw uh, the opportunity to really flip that whole model and really reinvent the way we recruit, you know, let's go back to what I said earlier, Ben. Either you're going to do it yourself or you're going to hire someone to do it for you. So forget to do it yourself for a moment. Hiring someone meant I'm going to go get a headhunter and pay them 20% of the fee, right? Now, that worked really, really nicely. But let's now move the, look at 2021 post-pandemic. Um, if you saw a resume of someone two years ago, a 30-year-old, who had been at the same company for 10 years, how would you describe that candidate? What words would you use? Two years Solid, ago. Solid, something like that. Solid. <laughs> Staying. Loyal, steadfast, right? Yeah. Fantastic. Now, post-pandemic, 2021, it's now September 2nd. You see a 30-year-old at the same company for 10 years. Describe that person to me. <laughs> Unhorrible or I don't yeah. right. not mobile or email. That's right. So you'd say not uh, risk-averse, uh, not interested in trying new things, right? Two years. This is a two-year difference. That's a big right? change. Incredible. By the way, you know, two years ago, we were talking about the efficacy of working from home one day a week, <laughs> right? Two years ago. So the whole world has changed. And when I sat around last April, so April 2020, um, you know, right at the heart, beginning of the pandemic, and I sat there and I said, gee, when this is all over, right, shutting down, who's going to win? All right, we, we can all predict things like Netflix will do very well because mom and dad are now going to go subscribe to something they didn't even know about. And everyone's going to order food through some sort of delivery service, a DoorDash, a Grubhub, Uber Eats, et cetera. Like we could figure all that out. But if you sat around and said, when this is all finished, what's the world, what, what, what else is going to happen? And I really sat down with the board and our senior team and said, you know what? The job market is never going to be the same. It's just never, ever going to be the same. And what that means is that there's going to be far more churn than there used to be. And work from anywhere is going to become higher from anywhere. And work-life balance is going to be focused on hybrid models and, and remote working. And the office that used to be in New York is now has half their people living in Florida coming up every now and then. The, the, things are just never, ever going to change again. And I really pr promoted internally that this will be the golden age of recruiting. And recruiting will finally have its moment in the sun. And re recruiting and talent acquisitions. You know, every industry had its moment in the sun. Hedge funds, real estate, uh, e-com, mobile, telecom, hardware, software, CRM, every industry had their moment in the sun, um, except for talent acquisition. And this will now be the talent acquisitions moment in the sun. And we double down, we raised some money. Uh, I uh, became, you know, quit my full-time job, became CEO uh, in June of 2020. Uh, and really set a course up to say, you know, what's this going to look like? And what's really going to look like are companies, large and small, are going to need uh, a fast turnaround and being able to access that talent, the talent acquisition people to help them fill the roles that they either decimated their departments with, or now they need to expand. And so are you facing or encountering any fear from the recruitment world? Is it possible that they see it as you're going to tread on their toes and, you know, steal some of their thunder? or? Are they coming on board and, and becoming part of the recruit network that you're building up? It's a great, no one's ever asked me that, Ben. You're the first one. That's a great question. Um, the answer I would probably say is that 
this is such a huge, giant, fragmented industry that one of the benefits of reinventing an industry is no one large ever sees you coming because they don't really care about you until it's too yeah. late. Yeah. Right. When you're, you know, you're coming in. I remember when Salesforce got started. Right. When Salesforce.com got started, if you asked them who their competitor was, they wouldn't say Siebel or Oracle or the large yeah. CRM systems. They were saying a spreadsheet and act was their act. Remember ACT act was like a contact management system. That's who they said where there's, was their competitor. You know, that, that the CRM market was a completely fragmented market, 800 plus people, companies, all these other things. And they came in there and just did better than everybody else. Yeah. And, and I think that when you're reinventing a space, it really gives you the opportunity. You know, we have some very, very large clients. Our clients are, one of our clients is probably pumping through your blood right now in terms of a vaccine. That's one of our clients. <laughs> and, um, you know, the, the answer is they spend money and all we really are doing is getting them to spend it with us. Yeah. And that's really what we're looking to do. And I'll, I'll tell you what I love. I did a, a, a client tour, not too, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and I reported back that our clients love us and not all of them, obviously, but we have such a great, you know, my, my philosophy is, um, that I want to be a client's first phone call, right? I want to be, I want, if I have a client, I want them to call me first, first, second, or third, you know, yeah. when they have a problem, I want them to call me. I want to be a trusted advisor to our clients. Otherwise you're just a commodity. And when you look at that split fee network model, you're never a client's first phone call because you're so far away. They're working with thousands or hundreds of people. So I, I just don't want to be there. And the, 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 what we're able to do through our model is really deliver great, great recruiters, fantastic recruiters. And they're fantastic, not because they're great recruiters, because they meet the requirements of our client. If our client's looking for an entry-level recruiter just to do screening and scheduling, we have that. If you want an experienced mm. oncology recruiter, we have that. We have everything that you could possibly imagine. We had a client overseas needed to staff up a an R&D center in Singapore that was done inside of two weeks. Like it's just incredible because we have this breadth of us, uh, the, a breadth of the platform. Yep. And I, I think it, I, I think it's very interesting. You know, there's a new wave of recruiting co coming uh, and to only pay a recruiter when they actually do all the work. Let me get this right. Do all the work, help me fill the seat. And if I like the person you sent me, I'll pay you money. <laughs> huh? So, Hey doctor, I'm sick. And if you cure me, then I'll pay you. Hey, accountant, I want you to do all my taxes, all my tax returns. And if I get a refund back from the government, then I'll pay you. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm not going to pay you anything. And by the way, I've actually gone to 16 different accountants. Right? <laughs> I'm going to go to 16 accountants. And the one that I like, that's the one I'm going to pay. Who would do that? Yeah, yeah. Who, who would do that? And this is that's not that's not the right way to treat a professional. So if you think about what's the you know, if our, if our tagline is recruit talent faster, what's the slowest way to recruit talent, right? The slowest way would be to find the wrong recruiter who has no industry experience whatsoever, uh, wrong experience level, wrong geographic level, et cetera. Um, don't give them a tool to find candidates. Have They have no candidate pipeline, no ability to actually build a candidate pool and pay them on success only. You might as well not even show up to work. It's not going to happen. <laughs> So if that's true, the opposite must be true, hmm. right? Here is the right recruiter with the right experience and the right geography with the right uh, industry knowledge that has a candidate pool or has access to the tools to build a quick candidate pool and you're paying them for their time. There you go.
Absolutely. Can I ask, because I'm a bit of a marketing nerd, you've been through all these companies and helped them grow and in many cases get acquired. It's a bit of a patent. So (laughs) you must have done something right in terms of sales and marketing. And you described some of the different methods and channels that you're using to grow recruited.com. Can you maybe go into a little more depth and explain some of the things that have worked uh, and that perhaps other companies in other areas of HR might be able to to adopt or uh, you would recommend using? Sure. So keep it really, really, really simple. So let's first talk about marketing, then we'll talk about sales. Okay. So in marketing, the, I believe that the goal of marketing, aside from air cover to make sure that people know who you are and awareness of the brand, et cetera, is to really make it easy for the client to buy your product. Um, if you asked me, well, what does it cost? It should not, the answer shouldn't be, well, it's complicated. We have a lot. Give me the answer right? Marketing should say, here is what it is. And if it's not simple, right? If it's not simple in nature, go make it simple. Keep it very, very simple. You know, it's a part of the challenge is, you know, engineers typically, and, uh, uh, you know, don't like to leave, leave, leave things on the table, right? You don't like to leave extra function. Oh, we could do that. We can do that. Here's the kitchen sink. It does this, it does this. And I think when you keep it simple, people understand that and aligning the product to market fit. So, for instance, Ben, you're looking for X. Here's why I have X. That's it. And and don't get saddled with the, well, we can also do Y and Z and all these yeah. other things associated with it. Just keep it very, very simple. And part of that great product market fit is that I know exactly what I'm looking for. So the funny part, Ben, is that at recruiter.com, we know exactly what we are, right? Our market is recruiters. We're, we're our recruiter.com. We're not no recruiter.com. We're not... <laughs> Do it without a recruiter.com. We are recruiter.com, which means our, our market is our recruiters and hiring managers, et cetera. And our responsibility is to figure out how to monetize and bring different tools to that over marketplace. But I think for any marketer, uh, and I really come at it from a sales perspective, right? Marketing is about helping make sure that it's easy for the customer to buy your product. The easier it is for the customer to buy your product, the, the more successful you are. So if you're looking at it from a marketing perspective, I would say, look at your lead to opportunity conversion rate, your opportunity to proposal conversion rate, your proposal to deal close rate. So how are you doing that? What leads are you generating in order to make, in order to move those numbers? I'm looking at it really from a science. And um, I used to do that back at what's now Symantec is really sat down with the head of sales and really came up with, you know, the science of lead conversion, the science of marketing. And so what numbers are we driving to really look at it accordingly? Um, I think the other thing you should do in marketing is, you know, a lead is really not just the name of a person. A, a qualified lead means the right person with budget at the right time. And don't be afraid to actually say, you know what, this is not the right time for that lead. Let's go park that somewhere. Uh, you could warm it up some other time. Uh, but you want to be focused on the, you, you want your sales team focused on the leads that can actually close within whatever metric of time that you're looking for. So I, I think that's really how I look at marketing. Uh, in, in terms of that, you know, those activities on the sales side, uh, you know, you, you caught me at my, uh, I've got rules. Actually, I like Evan's rules. I, I have philosophies that I've picked up and strategies along the way. Um, but I think that uh, if I would, if I would give your audience one, it's only do the things you're being measured against. Um, that's it. And in sales, there's a purity of sales. Your job in sales is to, is to drive a number. I think there could be no better 
no better industry segment aligned with remote working than sales. Because fact of the matter, Ben, if you were my sales guy, I don't care whether you're walking the dog or whether you're taking off the whole week. As long as you're hitting your number, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, we're we're shifting as a society to a a as a metrics based uh, work environment. Right. Here's what I need to get done. Go get it done. I don't care what time you're doing it. We're seeing Bay Area companies now doing unlimited PTO. Why? Because what's the difference? I, I need you to get your job done. But there's no better de- defined uh, metric for success than in sales because it's a revenue number. So I think focused on doing the things that are that are that you're being measured against. And this is really a, a lesson for every segment. Um, people, too many people love distractions. And the reason they like distractions at work is they can say, look, I didn't get my, I didn't get what I'm really being measured against done. Cause look at all these nice distractions I did. Like I got sucked into that thing. I did that. I did this, I did that. But you wake up a year later and you've not accomplished what you set out to accomplish because you got distracted. So just recognize that as, you know, if you always keep in mind, do the thing that you're being measured against. And that means that anytime you're not doing the thing you're being measured against, uh, is really a detour or a distraction from your primary goal. Absolutely, yeah. On the the marketing side that you described there, the almost like the the sales funnel itself, and and you're looking at volume that's coming through, and then the conversion percentages, and then that's you can apply a, an engineering mind to that or a mathematical approach and looking at what those conversion rates are and how can we bump them up and what different offers or uh, sales enablement tools do we need to uh, employ? So yeah, that's very smart. Final question then is around partnering. So do you partner with either other companies or individuals? And if so, how do you do that? Yeah. So uh, I, you know, when you sent me over that question, I really liked it. And I looked at, you know, some of the biggest deals that we did in, in August and 50% of our enterprise clients came through referrals, uh, partner referrals, uh, et cetera. So it was really interesting to see. So, Hey, thanks for asking that question. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it really shows that, look, aside from the fact that we can help a partner get some compensation for it, et cetera, uh, you know, people want to see people succeed. Uh, and if, if, if your audience has a client that has an issue regarding talent acquisition, they need recruiters, they need software, um, there's nothing better than being the one that drove victory for your client. And it always comes around, right? You want to be the yeah. one that drove the victory for your client. Um, and so that's probably why we're seeing this. I, I'll tell you, honestly, two of the partners, we don't even have anything signed with them. It was like a handshake. So it's really <laughs> nice to see. And, and and look, you know, we're all faced with clients that have uh, appetites for, for talent, right? We're living in a world now where there are more open jobs than people who are unemployed. Yeah. Cra- crazy, right? We're seeing skilled labor that no one can find. We're seeing hourly workers that no one can find. We're seeing people leaving companies and getting ready to leave companies, so it's just a real crazy world that we're living in. So companies need help. And uh, our audience, our, the, the audience of HR professionals and talent acquisition professionals are really at the epicenter of all this activity. And whatever we can do to help you, your audience, et cetera, you know, please, by all means, uh, you can email me, evan at recruiter.com. You can visit the website. Um, but, uh, you know, we're really, we're really here to help. You, you know, we have a Slack channel and we, we actually celebrate um, candidate placements. So we don't just celebrate signing a customer while well, that's all fine. You know, that's all great. We actually celebrate when the recruiters on demand are actually doing placements of candidates. We celebrate that. And I'll tell you, we, we have one client. It's a big client. It was a big project that we did. 
And inside of four months, we had four, uh, sorry, we had a, inside of four months, we had 140 hires inside of four months. Wow. Well done. Now that was scaling up to at one point 16 on-demand recruiters and tools. And they were using our software to its fullest extent, lots of jobs. They were using our job board. They were using everything. But you know, to hit that number, that's a pretty serious number to be able to get. So uh, that, that was very exciting for us to, uh, to learn that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, yeah. So if you're listening to this and you've got the opportunity to partner up or become even a recruiter itself for recruiter.com, definitely urge you to take action on that one. So Evan, if people want to learn more or find out more about partnering, et cetera, what should they do next? Um, I would go to the website, uh, recruiter.com. There's an area there for uh, recruiters to sign up or contact information. There's a contact form. Uh, we have a, a really good team uh, that's monitoring those uh, emails. There's a there's live chat. There's a bunch of different things you can do. So uh, we'll rest assured we'll be able to find out who you are and uh, help you uh, with whatever talent acquisition issues you're dealing with, whether it's uh, partnering, tools, joining the community, et cetera. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. Well, Evan, that just leaves me to thank you for sharing your story and your advice. And I just wish you the best for yourself and for recruited.com. It sounds like you've done some amazing things and more to come. Thank you. Uh, you know, the journey is just getting started and uh, partnering with guys like you and your podcast to really help uh, sp- spread the word. Um, you know, we're all here for the same thing. We're all here to help uh, people get better lives uh, at the end of the day. And it's uh, just an honor to be part of your, your experience, your journey and your show. Brilliant. Thanks a lot, Evan. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.